get in the bathosphere, baby. <laughs> Vroom. Is that what the is that the <laughs> sound they make? I don't remember. I don't really remember what sound it makes either. Somewhere beyond the sea. to There's Always a Lighthouse, a Bioshock retrospective podcast. My name is Ty, and joining me, as always, and for this final installment, is uh, my co-host Funke. How's it going, Funke? Howdy gamers! Oh my gosh, this is our final one. <laughs> yeah. This has been like, we've been doing this all like quarantined pretty much. Yeah, it's this has wild. been, our Bioshock book club has been the event of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> seriously i i can't stop thinking about it like i guess my mind's just been in a bioshock zone for a while it's gonna be nice to like let it all out with this this cast yeah it'll be i feel like it's gonna be cathartic to just finally stick this one on the ground <laughs> yeah i mean yes and especially with the burial at sea i i did think that was a good ending i thought it was nice so i I don't know. goes goes around a lot of different places, but I was like, okay, this is Bioshock. Uh, I guess it's a lot of Bioshock. It's it's in a one lot short of experience. It's a lot of a lot of a lot, and then at the end, they're like, and now it's Bioshock again, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do we do? Want to dig into Bioshock Infinite first? Yeah, we probably should. So it technically happens before the first one yes because it's in like 1912 right yeah bioshock is 49 to 52 or something yeah yeah that sounds right so (laughs) yeah so fucking we're following a former pinkerton booker dewitt the genocide doer yeah, yes. <laughs> As um, we come to find out, canonically, canonically the genocide doer. That's like a plot point. It is, and he's like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I shouldn't have done it. I made a bad choice. I, like, I want to talk... Well, there's a... Uh, I don't know if we should talk about the plot more first or talk about this later, because I have a thing that made me angry about this, but it's not until you find out the shit at the end about who he really is. Okay. Well, I hmm, maybe we should save that. Okay. Because that's its own can of worms, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I was, okay, also in Burial at Sea, they, I like how they separate the two entities. Like, the booker that's on the radio is just like, the booker you played as, it feels like. Yeah, like, or like, the attached. booker that like, I think the booker that you and, like, uh, you and Elizabeth, like, imagined him to be. Yeah. I like that. Because, like, taking him in as, like, all that he is is <laughs> way too much. It's it's way too much. Um, But, yeah, I guess the, the plot. Booker DeWitt is... He was a Pinkerton? He was a Pinkerton. And he was also in the army and, like, was at Wounded Knee and committed terrible acts of murdering brown people. 
Um, yeah. And then also, I, didn't he was also part of like the boxer thing too, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. And people called, gave him a nickname or whatever for being so ruthless. Like that, that was a plot point as well. Mm-hmm. Like he just was not forgiving at all. Um, kind of, kind of wild to make that a thing your protagonist does and then sit on that for about like five minutes and then keep walking. Yeah, especially with, like, what the messaging at the end, which I like that they kind of retconned the message in Burial at Sea, mm-hmm. but the original, like, like messaging and, like, s- like thought in Infinite is so fucking cynical and just, like, centrist bullshit. Yeah, I... It is, it's so weird, I guess. My first experience with that game was in 2013 when it came out, and I was like, 15 years old or whatever played through it did like everything just washed by me i was like oh i guess this is what media is i like shooting and using abilities um but yeah there's a lot of content in this game that is just like extremely racist um like that is the first thing that jumped out to me um because uh when you arrive at columbia one of the first things you're doing is going to a raffle um and that raffle is to like throw baseballs at uh, a couple. The one person's black and one is white, and it's like all this racist imagery around it all, and it's just like such a weird thing to put in a game and never really unpack. Um, it's it's kind of frustrating to see because uh, throughout the game they keep throwing that ideology in. Um, in the form of just like really racist uh, imagery, like like drawings and fake pseudoscience, and also in the audio logs, which I was pretty surprised to see, mm-hmm. um, because I I was a fan of the audio logs, as I've said on this podcast before, um, because they they help build the world in a way that is like oh I can I can walk around and see this like see what this like place was like before that. Uh, all the all the chaos that happened, but the audio logs in in Colombia are so weird. Like it is literally just spouting racist white nationalist ideology, like just out. And I swear, even KKK members have audio logs. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sorry, sure that... that's true. Also, you know the crow guys. Yes, they look like KKK guys, right? I think they're supposed to be. Like, there's no, there's that's what they look like. Right? Like, I'm not imagining that. Like, they look like Klansmen, but, like, in black instead of white. Black? Yeah, and, but, but, like, why? They're, like, goth Klansmen. <laughs> exactly. But it's, like, why are those enemies in the game, like, they don't really explain that little clan or whatever. It's just the the clan of the Raven uh, vigor. Um, oh yeah i mean and it's weird because you do go into their weird like frat hall but like you don't really get any like lore about them no there's no sense of who they are other than like the jarring imagery of their character design uh and it's so weird because like those enemies keep they're recurring and they're pretty strong like they're like stronger than like all the base enemies so it's like i'm I always seem to be fighting them and taking far too long to kill this, like, goth KKK member, as you said. And I was just like, 
why am I playing this? Like, this feels so <laughs> weird. <laughs> it just feels freaky. Well, especially, too, because they seem to, like, have an allegiance to Lady Comstock. Eventually, like, it's kind of implied, like, in the graveyard stuff. Yeah. And, like, there's just no explanation for that at all, either. Like, because, no. like, obviously, like, she's a shitty person. But, like, I don't even know if I... <sighs> Does she even, like... I want to say that she does say awful racist shit, but I actually don't remember hearing her say anything other than, like, calling Rosalind Latusa whore for possibly being Elizabeth's mom, except not really. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that character does say anything besides that and, like, ghoulish screams. Yeah, so it's, like, weird (laughs) to me that this, like, very specifically, like, highly charged character or, like, character design is, like, associated with her when it seems like her main issue was like her main characterization we find out is that like she was a super shitty person and then she met Comstock and he was like I'll still forgive you anyway and she was like damn um yeah and then like the the mom stuff but like other than that there's like I don't understand why such charged characters are being associated with her it's very strange to me yeah and i mean that's i guess that's a part of the core why i just like could not get into this game um i yeah it just feels like they're using this racist imagery to kind of be like oh like check this out like did you think about it like this huh maybe both people are wrong well and it's like that's the thing too is like it's so jar like in the year of our Lord 2020, looking at this, right, like, it's so jarring how, like, clearly bullshit it is that Booker thinks that uh, Daisy Fitzroy and Comstock are the same. Because he even yeah. has a quote that's like, the only difference between Fitzroy and Comstock is how you spell the name. And it's like, yeah. no, um, yeah. those people are virulent racists, and uh, Daisy and, her- and the Vox Populi want good wages it doesn't make <laughs> sense it literally like when when he said that i was like wh- how like what did they do that is as bad as what Comstock is actively doing well it's literally like and then like they they make it seem like elizabeth like finally like elizabeth is giving them the benefit of the doubt until the thing with daisy happens where she's like threatening Comstock's kid his other mm-hmm. kid i guess the little boy um and like that scene is so weird because like elizabeth fucking murders her first of all which is wild but like too like it's just like yeah killing a kid is extreme or whatever but like again it's kind of like the whole wolfenstein 2 thing of like like, your mom was, like, the leader of the Nazis. Like, you are... You know what I mean? Like, that character yeah. is deeply flawed because, like, she was actively a Nazi. Like, mm-hmm. that kid is on the same trajectory, you know what I mean? Not advocating for child murder, but just saying, like, <laughs> I get why Daisy would be okay with threatening that kid, especially with what we find out in Burial at Sea. Um yes. And so, like, I don't know, that whole scene is weird because it just, like, it seems like Elizabeth turns on the Vox because of, like, the violence that they start committing, and it's like, like, what did you think was gonna happen? Yeah, they're not gonna just talk to Comstock and be like, hey, 
stop please yeah like i was so confused when she was confused like during the uprising because she keeps like being shocked by it and i'm like you were getting them guns like what did you yeah think they were gonna do that part of elizabeth is annoying because sometimes she'll pull some like science shit out of her ass and be like oh i knew this because i read it in a book but then she just doesn't like understand these like basic human interactions a lot of the time so I'm like, what books was she reading? Or I guess they could pass it off as Comstock only give, gave her certain books, but still it just felt odd. I yeah, I which I mean, like, I'm kind of okay with Elizabeth being a little bit weird just because, like, she did grow up in a tower. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, she's probably going to be kind of weird. But I don't like, I don't like the arc of Booker, like, apparently trying to have this redemption arc for himself. But then still adamantly being like, both sides are so bad. Because it's like, you can't, Booker, you can't tell me that you feel bad about murdering a bunch of indigenous people and, like, Chinese railcar workers. And then, like, be like, but these people of color who are trying to get, like, fair wages in the racist utopia are just as bad. Like, that doesn't work. It it doesn't make sense. Um... Yeah, uh, that part was very weird um, because Booker kind of, like, prompts the revolution that he doesn't seem to care about at all. Yeah, well, and um, it's weird because there's a future where he dies for the revolution. Yeah. And then we see that future after that Booker is already dead. So, like, we don't know what caused him to make that choice or to do that or whatever. Um, but then that arc ends up being frustrating too because Daisy like kills or Daisy wants to kill Booker because he is fucking up their narrative. Um, yeah, which also I didn't even believe. Like, I, it just felt weird for her to automatically be like, die. Um, after he was like a hero to them in this timeline. Yeah, it was super, super strange. And, like, it truly just felt like they were looking, like, literally the only way they could turn Daisy into the actual bad guy was for them to, like, employ bending reality and, like, time travel. And the only, like, it's such a flimsy thing, too. Like, also, I love the indictment of violence. Again, it's like, oh, like, everyone's being so bad and violent and killing each other. I know this is so terrible. They're tearing the city apart. And it's like, what the fuck has Booker been doing this whole time? He's definitely killed the most people out of anyone in Colombia. Yeah, Booker starts the game by smashing a dude's face in with the skyhook. God. Um, yeah. So that that stuff was very frustrating. And I, after like, I guess sitting through that, I was like, I want to read some reviews. I want to like watch some reviews too of when it came out. Um, and I was like kind of shocked that there's not there wasn't really much stuff at the time being too critical of it. Like uh I watched a review from a popular site, um, and the guy's only gripe was that like it was padded out in the middle. Um and that was kinda like frustrating to me because I was like, Do you not see like all of this like horrible centrist and racist stuff? Like just like textbook racism in this game that isn't used 
to really further the plot, it's kind of just there. It's, it's just like, like a shock factor thing because it doesn't even relate to like the stuff that happens in the end. Yeah, and it's like I, it it was so frustrating to see that, and it just like it was such a a reminder of how white games journalism was and still like is today. But like just that I didn't see any reviewer mention that like at all. Like I I I just. It seems to me super irresponsible. I'm like, wouldn't you want to say this? Like, th- I guess you don't have the same. They don't have the same scope of, of race. But it's just like, feels so bad to just glorify a game like that yeah. and not even talk about the stuff that is in it that is kind of toxic. <laughs> like, yeah, that was like Gamergate time too, ish, wasn't oh it? Oh god, yeah, I think so. Ugh, bad times. Yeah, honestly. Um. Well, okay. I I made a list of things I like about this game because I didn't want to just be negative <laughs> <laughs> about it. Um, I did like that this was the first time seeing a Bioshock City uh live, like at its height. Yeah. Um, and that was something interesting. Um, uh, I wish it was like obviously different the way they dealt with some stuff um but it was cool like walk around and see these people living and be dedicated to their leader like in in bioshock you saw them i guess the splicers who didn't really have an allegiance they were just like killing anything but these people are like we love comstock so much uh and you see from the start like when you get baptized like everyone is just living in this daydream of his uh and they're still like Mm -hmm. completely healthy it's it's just interesting to see that thrive, I guess. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like I feel like the reason a lot of people liked liked Bioshock so much at the time, and I think definitely why I was definitely fascinated with it for the first time, is it definitely has like an aesthetic and like a strong like sense of place to it. Mm-hmm. Even though like I feel like it also kind of feels like um it kind of feels like a set. But I think it's supposed to. Like, I don't mean that in, like, a like a bad way. Like, I feel like the idea is kind of like, yeah, this is a city on, like, weird quantum physics balloons. Like, it's not gonna be real. It reminds me of, like, so, like, I'm from Colorado, right? So we have, like, all these, like, ski towns up in the mountains. And, like, they're all mm-hmm. very, like, cute and, like, but they don't look like a real place where people live, even though people do live there. <laughs> like it's the same energy um and i like that because i feel like it's very good at showing the like kind of shallowness of the like americana evangelical bullshit that it's going for mm-hmm. yeah it's it's really gorgeous like getting into that lighthouse and, and zooming up and it plays that like infinite theme i was like oh this is sick like this is very cool there are some Um, good visuals in it yeah yeah um do we want to go through i guess the story which goes all over the place in the last act but um it's about uh booker is going to get uh elizabeth to wipe away a debt um that's all we really know for a lot of it 
Yeah, he says uh, he has to bring her to the man in New York, but we don't know who that is for a long time. Who that man is, yeah. Um What did you what did you think of I guess the overall plot? It's fine. I actually like I know a lot of people disliked the ending. I think that like the end stuff is so much better than like any of the front loaded part of it. Like mm-hmm. all of the shit with like all of the racially charged founders bullshit, like none of that is all that interesting to me because they just don't do anything with it. It's like just there to make you uncomfortable and then like realize that Booker had some kind of role to play, which like it didn't need to be like that to realize that. Yeah. Especially because the characterization of that is fucked up later anyway, and one of my issues with it. Um but <sighs> I like the ending stuff a lot. Like, I think it's genuinely some, like, I don't know if it's good sci-fi, but I think it's fun sci-fi. Yeah. And it's fucking with themes that I like as far as, like, you know, the consequences of your choices and, like, deciding, deciding who you want to be and also, like, if your personhood is something you even want, like, is all very interesting Mm -hmm. to me. So I like that stuff, but for most of it i'm kind of like eh like i really could have done yeah. without the like over the top racist religious shit yeah um i yeah the ending was definitely cool and a very good twist i was like oh oh my gosh i i, I remembered the twist from like first time i played it but i was also just like that is crazy that you're this guy and he's that guy but you're also the same dude um <laughs> but I, I didn't, hmm. I guess I like that they uh, spoke a lot about choices, but I didn't like that I didn't really make that many choices in the game. Um, yeah. I, I feel like the only choice that I made was deciding what brooch Elizabeth wears, like the bird or the cage. Yeah, and I don't know um, what that impacts, if yeah, anything. I, it doesn't, I think it impacts like one conversation maybe, but other than that, like nothing. I think I would have liked this game like to see this game go in a direction that was more about like Booker uh making choices with the timelines he goes to or, or something like that like Elizabeth's like oh we can go through this tear or this tear and then it would uh be a different kind of story or a different yeah. timeline I think but, I mean Ken Levine would never do this but I think it would be cool if like there was something where it was like Booker like you can make choices to either like come to terms with what you did or like keep trying to run away from it and like have Elizabeth react Mm. because eventually right like we get to the part where Elizabeth knows like she knows what you who she knows who you are and what you did before you do um and so like I feel like watching watching that because like I did after coming off of Bioshock 2 um, I noticed too there like you said there just like weren't that many choices in this and it's weird because you do have another companion who's like you know a kid and your daughter um, yeah. but you have like no influence on her whatsoever um, it's like the Austin Walker Clockwork Worlds um, piece about it where she's just like a tool she's like a Swiss army knife that talks um, mm-hmm. And that's a bummer because I think she she's a cool character. I think like Burial at Sea shows that she has some interesting like ways to go. Um, so that is really frustrating for me. Um, yeah, on, on Elizabeth there, like 
Hmm. I think I liked the parts where she was enjoying reality. Um, I, I was like very excited for her to be like outside of this this tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just felt like there wasn't too much of personality in her. She was just like, "Whoa, Booker, you're so cool! Like, you're you're the best. Look at look at how you took down those people." And then like, "Oh my God, Booker! Like, you did this." Yeah, she also she just oscillates between being like, "Oh, Booker's really cool, and I like him, and he's saving me." So, oh wow, Booker is like a very violent man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I really I enjoyed the the sky hook as a as like a melee weapon, and also just like being able to maneuver the maps in that way. I was like, this is very fun. Um. Like, if I'm playing a shooter, I want to play a shooter that I'm having fun with and does cool things with the genre. And being a space or, like, a sky pirate is <laughs> such a blast. Like, See, I, I cool. like the idea of the sky hook, but, like, playing it, I didn't like it in practice again. And I didn't like it the first time I played it either. Um, And I think it's just because, like, it's in first person, and, like, at least for me, it's hard to see, like, where I'm trying to go on them. Yeah. Um. So I yeah. just like I have I am already like directionally challenged. So those don't fucking it's... help. <laughs> I hear you. Also, I, I I'm assuming you tried like the navigation button or whatever. Yeah, and so like I would that... use the arrow, and so it does that. But then it like it'll because it, it wants you yeah. to like jump off at certain points or whatever. So it'll switch, and like I'm like, oh shit, I missed it. It's... Now I don't know where I'm going. It is horrible. It's for, so like, bad guiding you on the skyhook. I will say that, but I, I don't know. I just, like, had so much fun in those battles, like, being, like, zooming around and then, like, being, like, okay, Elizabeth, activate that, uh, like, hook and I'll jump to that and then I'll sky strike them or whatever. I, I was, like, this, if you're going to make me fight waves of enemies, which is, like, my least favorite part about Bioshock, then uh, let me, like, use the environment. Um, and I think they they built off of that from like Bioshock 1 where like you could just use uh plasmids on the environment they were like no like actually jump through it um and i just like that uh they they let you like fly through that uh set that you were talking about like mm-hmm. and i really got the chance to recognize the scope like i forgot i got so wrapped up in <laughs> all the racist stuff <laughs> that i was like I forgot I was in the sky. I literally just thought I was on in America in the 1950s. Well, because there's um, the part where you get dumped off of the ship into Finkton, and you're at the fucking beach. And yeah, for a minute, I was just like, oh, yeah, the beach doesn't make sense. It has boardwalk vibes. And I was like, wait, the city is floating. Yeah, and then like, I like, looked and work? I was like, there's an ocean. How is there an ocean? The city is floating and the water just falls off. So I'm like, so what is it just raining underneath Columbia? Oh my God. What? And wait, does it get like recycled up? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I liked it because, okay, it's going on the skyhook and then going under Columbia because like some of them like swoop under and just like looking at the, the underbelly of the city and just being like, whoa, there's a. This is like technology holding this thing up. I I just I was like shocked every time I went there. I was like, oh wow. I know. I also love Rosalind Latouse's like um voxophones about it, where she's like she she basically says, Oh, she's like mad that people use the word levitate because she's like 
magicians levitate, my atoms simply <laughs> fail to fall. And I'm like, that's the same thing! <laughs> yeah, that's like a Job quote from Arrested Development, where he's like, I do illusions, not tricks. <laughs> it's literally uh, it's the like same the, shit. I'm like, you are the dude. It's the. Just say it, it is, levitates. Yeah. Levitating is not falling. Shut up. <laughs> um, I. They. Those, uh. Character, sorry. Are they married or twins? They're I do twins, not but they're like. For, I don't. That's something I actually don't understand is they're, they're siblings, but they're separated they're like alternate version they're like siblings who are also alternate universe versions of each other i guess oh okay oh okay because there's the whole thing where they're like we like they had to use the tears to be together so oh okay so they're like kind of twins but the same person they're like yeah i guess they're twins in that they're the same person but two different versions of the same person I guess. Yeah, they always had a little like theme that played. I was like, "What are these guys up to?" I know, and they're always just there and in like the weirdest spot. (laughs) Yeah. And always they're always arguing too. Mm -hmm. Every time they show up, they're fucking bickering. (laughs) I would be doing the same if there's a twin me. I don't know. Well, and like because they take bets on like what version of reality this one's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So I do like every time you see them, they're like heads, tails, and it's gonna be like no bird cage. Like every single time, they're just like competing. It's very funny. Yeah, yeah. Especially um, considering how like drastic everything that happens ends up being, and they're just like yeah, like just you know heads or tails. They are like a very comforting part of the game because it gets like shit hits the fan a lot of times and they're just like playing the piano they're just truly spot. vibing <laughs> they are throughout time and space uh it's it's cool i i really uh, i do love rosalind Latouse, just in that she's like this really smart like honestly like ahead of her time scientist who like revolutionizes the world with this like particle right and then she's just like, I just want to hang out with the other version of me who we're going to say is my brother. And like, I just want to see how all this wild shit plays out. And <laughs> like, OK. Yeah. Like, she's like the yeah. only Bioshock scientist who's not a complete monster. That's true. That is a- absolutely true. All of them are the worst people on Earth. And I feel like I only really realized that was the case in Burial at Sea. Like, yeah. like, this guy, these guys are all suck. Yeah, and they're and, all backstabbing. Yeah, <laughs> like, all... every fucking scientist but Porter and Rosalind are, like, they're all awful people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay, Songbird. Huge question. Okay. Is there a guy in there? I don't know. I don't. Ugh. I don't think so. Because, like, when you go, you, there's the one time when you go through the rift, and, like, there's the songbird, like, um, what do they call prototype. it? The prototype, yeah. And it's, like, hollow on the inside. But I guess well, that, that would indicate that maybe a person does go in there. But it seems really <laughs> big. Yeah. 
I okay because they say it in Bear. Let's see. They, uh, I think one of them asked, "Was do people go in there?" And then Elizabeth said, "It doesn't matter." Oh Which yeah, I think yeah. It Booker does. Booker asks, "Is there a human in there?" And Elizabeth says, "Does it matter?" Yes, I want to know. <laughs> like, do you just have like a weird bird slaves like just running at you all the time? It feels odd. Well, especially because she she draws the parallel between herself and Songbird and the little sisters and the big daddies. And, like, we know the big daddies are people. Yeah. So then it does leave the big old question of, okay, well, is Songbird a person? <laughs> yeah. I I, uh, I hope he's not. I I hope he's not, too. But that was a good uh, theme song. That was, like actually scary when i saw the steam oh yeah out, I like, I don't wanna... is scary as fuck dude mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. another enemy type that scared the shit out of me was the guys what was that place the siren heads oh yeah like... in the like um the hospital when you're trying to yeah, save elizabeth with... and like she pulls you into the alternate world or whatever yeah, and everyone looks like George Washington. Yeah, oh my god. That shit is so scary. I also, I ran out of ammo during that part. Um, and there, I think I was low as well, yeah. I, I ran out of ammo, and I didn't see, there was like a pistol hidden under like a cart, but I didn't see it. So I was like having to melee my way through it, and I got the shit kicked oh, out of me. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. It was I, horrible. Those parts were pretty tense. Like sneaking around those guys, I didn't even want to be there. Oh, I didn't um, even try to sneak around them. I just was like, nope. Oh, really? You did no? I didn't even try. I was like, I'm just gonna kill all these motherfuckers, <laughs> which is why I ran out of ammo. Because <laughs> they take a lot of shots to kill. Yeah, I I would assume like those guys. I didn't want to hear the noise. They're like, or whatever. Like it's no. awful. I made mistakes, but I continued to do it. <laughs> that no, I feel that I, I, the item management and like ammo management in this game was kind of hard for me because I, I felt like I was relying on Elizabeth too much, and I couldn't really like, I didn't want to go back when she's like, "Oh, we could progress the story, or you could check out this store." Oh my god, that shit was like so blatant. I was like, I could not. I was like, this game came out in twenty thirteen. How is a game yeah. that came out in 2013 still doing the, well, you can continue yeah. the story, or, hint, hint, hint. <laughs> there might be a couple of good things in this story. <laughs> yeah. That was, I hate when games do that, because I'm like, I never want to do that extra stuff. I want to have enough ammo to just keep going. Like, Yeah. I I if it's if it was like a bonus thing or something, but if it's just it's just supplies, like just give me enough. Yeah, please. I I definitely played on easy again just because I wanted to get it done. Um, oh, I switched to easy. Yeah. Well, and playing on easy fights. though, it like once you get the shotgun, it's just disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like you can just one shot pretty much everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was looking at a I was looking at a walkthrough for the um uh the siren fight like the elizabeth's mom's ghost fights 
Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, use the carbine, use the sniper rifle, like, hit her from afar, use the shotgun for the enemies up close. And I was like, fuck that. And I just like <laughs> ran up and just, I just shotgunned that ghost to death. That fight. I shotgunned I really that ghost to death again. That's good. That's, I don't know. That, that was a hard fight. Or not even hard. It was just super It was long. annoying. Yeah. And I kept thinking, okay, we're done. And then she would just keep spawning enemies, like mm-hmm. ghosting over there, spawning. And I ran out of RPG bullets so quickly. Um, yeah, that that game had me. At least it didn't. Something with Bioshock One was that like I could just do the same combo all the time. This game, I don't. I didn't feel like that. I felt like I had to switch up my weapons uh, based on whatever was near me, um, because I did run out of, run out of ammo a lot. So I was like, okay. Elizabeth spawn, uh, like spawn a carbine or whatever, and I'll switch to that. Um, so I I did like the diversity of weapons there. Yeah, cool. I do kind of wish that they didn't like force you to do it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but because at that point, because it kind of felt like oh, like we're gonna make the hand cannon and the shotgun really good, but like oh, we're gonna force you to not use them, and it's like well then just yeah. nerf the guns a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. Because, like, the number of times I could just walk up to someone, shotgun them once, and their whole body just, like, fucking exploded. (laughs) And, like, that was before I even got the gear that, like, added damage and shit. Like, how did you feel about the gear and also the, like, upgrades for the guns and the vigors? Um, I didn't really like the upgrades to the guns. Uh, I I liked the gear. That was always like fun. I like when it 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 gets gamified even more the combat. Um, and they add what was that one? One with freezing. I think I could like hit them with a melee and it froze them. Uh, and I was like, this is just very fun. Like this is cool. I love using cool powers in combat. Uh, so that was cool. And what was the last one where they? Where you could like upgrade a certain either shield, health, or oh, uh, the infusions. Vigor. Oh, the infusions, yeah. Those I liked, but I didn't really know what to max, so I just did shield the whole time. Um, because I'm like that regens, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> didn't really I have a strategy. My shields and my uh, assaults, because I was like, give me shields and give me plasmids. Yeah. Or vigors. Yeah. I guess they're vigors in this. But they're the same thing. Yeah, canonically, honestly. they're the same thing. <laughs> yeah, different name for the same juice. Which I actually do have questions about that. We can get into that when we get to Barrel at Sea. But I have questions mm-hmm. about how that works. Um, but anyway. I do not have answers, but I will definitely speculate with you. <laughs> Perfect. Blind speculation. <laughs> Let's just scream. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... How did you feel about the pacing of Infinite? Um, well, I wasn't that far into it when I wanted to be done it, so it did feel a little long, and there's a lot of, like, backtracking that I didn't like, but I mean, that's just, sometimes when, uh, when I'm just, like, not feeling a game, and it makes me, like, stop my progress to do another thing, uh, I'm just like, oh, come on, dude, like, yeah. I genuinely, like, I've come to the conclusion that Bioshocks are Metroidvanias, and that's annoying because they're shitty Metroidvanias. 
I okay, I wrote that down to in very ellipsy, <laughs> like using the sky hook in in raptures. So sick. <laughs> uh, but you no, know, definitely. Because I mean, they are right. Like every Bioshock game is like, okay, you have to go get this power to progress through this area. Here's all this fucking backtracking you have to do. Um, yeah. They're just, they're just like not, they don't, like, I don't really care for Metroidvanias generally anyway, just because I don't really like backtracking, but at least, <coughs> excuse me, at least like other Metroidvanias that are like meant to be that as the focus, like, know how to scratch that itch for people. But Bioshock's just like, yeah, go get this fucking slug goo so you can melt this door open for the 12th time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always like, uh... I have to fight through all those guys to get that little thing. Like, can I not buy it at like a, a vending machine or something? Isn't this place full of those? It's like also like, can I just like, sir? I would rather just die. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, is... I would rather just lie down and let the spider slicers do what they will. Yeah, it's you're in their turf there. Yeah, straight up. Honestly, you, you really they are that. the apex predator there. They can have at it. <laughs> Um, but okay, I, on, on, on the pacing of the game, I did like that it picked up in the last, like, half of it, um, because I did, I, I did enjoy that it tried to keep the action up, but, I mean, I still have my issues with what that action was, uh, and why it was, but it did seem to, like, be like, okay, we can't let these people get bored. Uh, let's throw another thing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gamers. They're going to want something. Uh, which was like, okay, I wasn't like ever bored. Yeah. I was just frustrated. Yeah. If anything, <laughs> it was kind of like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going to happen next? Even though I knew. I knew what was coming next. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, what is it again? Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. Um, I, I wish that the part where you're doing the gun smith mission had been like, the majority of the game. Like, jumping through tears? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wish that, that, like, they had cut... The only part from the beginning I would want them to keep is the part, the first part where you see um, the, like, memorial to Lady Comstock. Because they kind of, like, plant the seeds for the shit that's coming. But, like, all of the slate stuff, like, I really don't... I don't know why it was there other than to be, like, oh, Comstock is stealing his history, but, like, ooh, JK, it's not, because that is Booker's history. But, like, there were, like, other ways that they could have done that, though, that would have been, like, not so fucking obvious. And cringe, like, Slate wants to be recognized for literally war crimes, and he's jealous of Booker for being known as such a horrible person in the war. Yeah. Like, that's why he's trying to kill you. Yeah, and also he's, like, also I love that Booker's, like, hey, man, like, we literally, like, don't have to do this. And he's, like, no, I insist that you murder me. Yeah. I insist that you murder all of these men and also me. (laughs) Just a weird guy. (laughs) Like, what? Certified weirdo. Just, yeah, truly a strange, strange man. Um, and I just Take, feel like none of that, like, easy. added anything, really. I feel like we could have gotten that story through, um, audio logs. hmm But I so much would have rather seen, like, 
the Vox Populi story like actually get fleshed out and not be so stupid and terrible. Because I think there's yeah. something interesting to be said for like what happens to a revolution when you tie in like one the person who's helping being a shithead like Booker, but two like the weird like dimensional shit time travel as like well, i yeah. so much would have rather like see them team up with daisy and have like her be presented with choices on how she wants to like push the revolution you know yeah i mean that also is like what you were talking about earlier about how you wanted it to be i guess more sci-fi and mm-hmm. I, like i i feel like that that's definitely true and if it was more of the stuff in the gun shop and like jumping into different tears and being like all right, how did the world shift? Um, Cause that was, that was cool. Like I remember being in the basement there and being like, actually like ha- what changed? I hear shit outside and like walking up to the steps and like opening the door and being like, Oh, it is a different world. <laughs> uh, like everything gets changed outside. That stuff was cool. Uh, how, how they like jumped through time. But what was actually there? I was like, uh, what? Like, Booker seems to go out of his way to not care. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, like, he's so apathetic. Even when uh, Elizabeth is asking questions about, like, what's going on here? He's like, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. As long as we get on that ship, it doesn't matter. But it's like, I, I feel like as a player, you're also thinking what Elizabeth's thinking. Like, what is what are these relationships here? And it's weird that like Booker isn't curious as well, and you don't, you don't really get to dig into what they think the Vox Populi, and kind of like it goes from that to Elizabeth and Booker being like, oh, these guys suck just as much as Comstock. Um, they don't really get a chance to breathe. And- yeah. Well, and it's frustrating too because like I feel like the stuff of Booker being like. Uh, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that's like him trying to like keep the truth from um himself and from elizabeth right like because we find out eventually like he does remember if pushed to remember but Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to and so like every time elizabeth asks him he's you know like trying to push away but then it's frustrating because it goes from that to then shifting into this like oh everybody's bad like look the vox populi are being so like ruthless blah, 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 blah. and it's like no like booker focus on booker what yeah yeah she yeah elizabeth seems to forget who she is dealing with too yeah uh and after all of that like vox populi stuff like they become just like a common enemy for the rest of the game mm-hmm. so it just sucks because they never really deal with them properly. And then you're just killing them the rest of the game. It just feels weird. It's like you didn't wrap this up uh, at all. Like, I don't even feel like I should be fighting these people. Yeah, well, it's I weird, am. too, because especially, like, before you get to the part where Daisy, like, says you're an imposter or whatever, none of the Vox Populi try to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she says that, it's just like everybody's like, oh, well, Daisy said it's time to kill you. And it's just like... Yeah. What? Okay. They're, they're, yeah, and they're like, uh, what were like battle cries or whatever are like, kill your oppressor, stop oppressing us. But like, the, I guess they're supposed to be like evil sayings in the game. Yeah, they're I don't. Like, hey, you know what? Do your thing, Vox Populi. Yeah, literally the whole time I was like, get him. <laughs> right? 
I don't know. Because there's even a line where, like, where, like, you're walking around and Elizabeth is like, like, how is the city going to be saved after all of this? And Booker's like, well, maybe it shouldn't be. And on the one hand, I was like, well, yeah, it shouldn't be because it was a city built on, like, racist, awful bullshit. Mm-hmm. But, like, it shouldn't, like, like, he's clearly saying that in, like, the fucking misanthropic everyone's bad, humans are terrible way, and not the, like, this is a racist shithole that should burn. Um, (laughs) and that sucks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of bad to see. Um, because yeah, like, it's another thing, Bioshock, I guess, staple, where, where they try to, like, deal with these subjects but don't really dig into them properly. And, like, they, like, gesture at them, but never follow through on, like, talking about why they're bad or, like, what uh, what this what this even means in terms of, like, the racist imagery and also a revolution. And, like, who's that guy, Fink? Mm-hmm. Um, he has, like, some sort of vigor plantation set up, like, where they're farming. Yeah. These, like, prisoners are, like, farming vigor for this guy i i'm like i'm fine with those people getting a revolution that does not seem right like yeah i'm cool with them killing everyone yeah especially when you see the 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 town itself and you see all the posters around like advertising vigor being used as just a household product product um and these people are out there like doing slave labor for it it's pretty twisted yeah, and especially, you know, like, it's, it, I feel like it's even more jarring because we just came off of Bioshock 2, which I feel like was surprisingly, like, nuanced in how it approached, like, morality and, like, killing and stuff. Yeah. And then this game is just like, mm, if you do a violence, you're just as bad, but also Booker is a walking murder machine, but that's fine. Yeah. You kill someone, you're not worse than the bad person you killed. You're the same. <sighs> but hmm. when uh, when Elizabeth kills Daisy, she like cuts her hair after. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like a like a character defining moment for her. Like she gets a sort of pride from it. Which is weird because, like, they are judging people for, like, using violence the whole time, too. Like, Elizabeth, you killed her. Yeah. Well, and it's like, and then Elizabeth goes back and forth because, like, she does seem to become more confident and jaded. But then she's also like, Booker, how do you learn to, like, how do you forget about it? Like, how do you forget what you've done? And it's like, Mm -hmm. girl, like, I mean, granted, I've never killed anybody. So I guess I don't know what the (laughs) processing on that looks like. But... I feel like you gotta pick a lane. Yeah. Also, she's asking Booker, and they're on two different levels. Like, he's probably killed thousands of people, and she's killed one. Yeah, she killed one person who, like, granted, it still was fucked up, but she did at least think that said person was going to harm a child. So, like, I, I get it. I think she shouldn't have done it still. It was still wrong, but, like, Okay, I can see why you did it. Whereas Booker's just yeah. like, I have slaughtered more people than you've ever met in your life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the one 
one part where he's really killing people is on that uh, airship when the Vox Populi are like invading it, mm-hmm. like trying to shut it down. Um, I didn't really get why they were trying to like take this down. I felt like felt like a, a misuse of their resources, especially if Booker isn't even the one they're going after. Like they're sending all these like blimps and airships at him yeah well it totally reads as like that fuck it it reads as like right-wing fucking facebook antifa truther shit of like yeah oh these antifa people just want to watch everything burn they're just wild and crazy and they just want to they're just dumb and anarchists and it's like that doesn't make any sense that's not how this works like people don't mm-hmm. people don't do that like that's fucking stupid yeah, I, I just feel like their plotline fell off, like, extremely hard after speaking to Daisy a few times and, like, getting her the weapons. Yeah, no, like, once Elizabeth kills Daisy, the Fox are just nothing. They're, yeah, they're, they're just a completely different, they're just enemies. They just feel like enemies. I'm like, they don't even make sense to, like, why would they just be killing Booker? They, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, going that hard for him, I'm like... Especially Comstock when is still Daisy's there. dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, do you really think, like, like, if their leader just died, do you really think, like, that their main priority is going to be chasing the dude that she wanted? Or do you think it's going to be, like, a dealing with the vacuum of power that comes from your revolution's leader now being fucking dead? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like they wanted to play with that idea in the story and they didn't want to finish it. Um, and then they were just like, okay, well, this is an enemy type now, uh, that you can fight, which was pretty grueling on that one blimp where you have to defend, uh, what was that? The power source of it. Yeah. That like uh, last so boss ways. fight. I was like, please stop. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I failed even playing on easy. I failed it the first time. I did too. I was like, well, first I didn't even get that I was supposed to defend this one thing. I was like, oh, that's I why I failed win. too. I remember that there was something I was supposed to protect, but I couldn't remember what it was, even though it's literally right there. It was right in front of my yeah. fucking face and I just didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. register it. <laughs> well, I did play like a baby and I was sniping from above, so I didn't, I didn't even see it. I was just like, let me take these guys out. Oh no, I was just running up and giving them the old one two uh, shotgun buck and bronco. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice oh that is a combo you just bounce them um, and then you give them the old skeet shoot oh that's fun the duck hunt <laughs> i mm-hmm. like it yeah shout out to grace for uh for telling me i should do that this playthrough i did and it was fun yes those um i really like the possession but uh i i loved using that on the what were those guys the motorized patriots mm, yep, yep, yep. i was just like yeah, th- this is my this is my playground now, guys. It's over. Like my only thing you... was it didn't last as long as I wish it would. Like <clears throat> especially on the Patriots, I feel like you only got like a couple seconds before they would yeah. like go back to shooting you. I I did wish that it would, or maybe they were neutral to you after or something. Because yeah, that is yeah. I that wish is it was more like the yet. hacking, where like they would just leave you alone. Mm-hmm. Because possession does cost a lot of your. It takes up it so much salt. Salt, um, yeah. And it doesn't last like, very long. 
Yeah, it's 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 not worth all the time, but it is so fun to like see a little ghost come out of your hand. Yeah, was <laughs> that your favorite figure? Um, oh, my favorite. Actually, let me pull up a list because I I don't want to miss. But my favorite was that one. I really use a lot the crow one on all the just like humanoid mm-hmm. enemies, and the undertow. Was that yeah? Is that the name of the one where yeah, you're like yeah, the, the water one? On yeah, that was fun. I remember liking that one a lot, and then when I played with it this time, I was like, you know, I'm actually not enjoying this one as much. Yeah, it it's not the most useful, but it's fun. Like the animation is cool. Like I definitely like, remember it being like up. the fucking. Have you played Kingdom Hearts three? No. Okay, well, there's, like, a Pirates of the Caribbean keyblade that has, like, a special move where it's, like, octopus tentacles made out of water that splash everywhere. Okay. And in my head, that's what that vigor was, which is not true. Um, it's, it's not, it's a different thing. Um, it is still water, but it's not, it's not the same thing. Um, but yeah, I think mine were definitely, I love the crows. Especially because I upgraded it to where, like, I I did the upgrade where if the crows kill someone, their body turns into a crow trap. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was very good. (laughs) Just so many, so many crows on the battlefield. And then I liked Return to Sender because you just absorb everybody's bullets and then just chuck it back at them. I was not brave enough for that one. Oh, I I was like, I don't want (laughs) to. That shit lets you be so dumb. Like you can, just I just feel run. like it's gonna run out, and I'm gonna just get an RPG to the face. No, because what you do is you have the shotgun, and you just absorb all the bullets, throw the ball at one person, and it explodes them, and then you shoot the other one in the face. Oh wait, Galaxy Brain, that's good. Um, yeah, that wait, that's a really good combo. I would just murder of crows and then, blap 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 with whatever I had <laughs> when they were stunned. Um, but I felt like. I was using Devil's Kiss a lot when I didn't think I would be. Yeah, I used it, it just, a lot too. It was super effective against pretty much all enemy types, except for the fire guys. So, uh, I was just spamming that one. Was there an ice one? There wasn't, right? There was in the uh, Burial at Sea. But not in the main game. I don't think so. Okay. Um... Yeah, I thought that was weird. There were like there weren't that many vigors. No. I feel like there were like significantly no. fewer than in the other games. I feel like they substituted that for a lot of the upgrade stuff. Yeah. Um, because they they did have a lot of the like gun customization and the uh the vigor upgrades, like setting traps too. Um But yeah, there's only like five or six, right? Yeah, because it's like Charge, Bucking Bronco, uh, Return to Sender, Undertow, Devil's Kiss, Possession, and Shock Jockey? Yes. So seven? Seven. Whereas original Bioshock is like, give them the bees, hypnotize the big daddy, (laughs) burn them, freeze them, electrocute (laughs) them. Yeah, they they literally are. And also... Some of them, or actually a lot of them, you could just get from the vending machines, and they don't even—they're not even like necessary for the plot. Yeah, and you just, can only like, get you these. can only get one from the vending machine in, um, Infinite, and it's like Infinite. towards the end. Yeah, 
I didn't even use it. I bought it and then I never used it. Oh, wait. I, I'm i on the uh, Bioshock Infinite Plasmid or Vigor wiki, and there's a removed one called Chameleon. Oh. Uh, this one allowed you to turn invisible and do double damage when you're invisible. Well, I guess they kind of used that in Burial at Sea, right? With the Yeah, that sounds like a, more of an Elizabeth thing, because she was more of like a stealth build. Yeah. No, but though I I did like that you didn't have to inject them and see your freakish hand explode and like die. Yeah, although I mean you do still see the gross hand animation. It's just you drink it instead. The, yeah, it was for me. It was the needle. I hate the needles. That's fair. It's not there. It's like ah no, turn it off. Turn it off. That's fair. I had a really bad reaction to part of a uh, burial at sea that we'll get to, but. Hmm. Oh, I'm trying to think of what else. What did you think of the whole Elizabeth's mom ghost shit? Um, I was just like, I enjoyed that they kept going further on their own, like, uh, supernatural bullshit. I really liked that they kept going to that. Um, because as we said before, like it is just a lot of just like weird evangelical and racist stuff that I wasn't following or really enjoying at all. So when they had like a more bizarre plot line, I was like, I will subscribe to this. I am interested in like what you're going to do here. Uh, and it was like super different from everything else in the game. It was a nice surprise. Uh, and going into see her like res stuff up. I was like, Oh, whoa. There's there's ghosts here too. We're in a floating city with superpowers and there's ghosts now <laughs> and time travel and like void rifts. They're really going for like everything uh there. What did you think of her? I at first I didn't like it because I felt like the like it feels like two different um um like it feels like two different games almost to me, right? Like the part up through the museum with Slate feels like one thing and then like doing the gun mission and then the ghost mission like they all feel like very mm-hmm. disparate to me um yeah so at first I didn't like it but then the more I thought about it like I do enjoy the idea of like a ghost could exist because Elizabeth brought them to a world where ghosts exist but also, like, yeah. Elizabeth does have, like, the power to create tears, too. So, like, she might, you know, be able to, like, infuse said ghost with her own feelings and projections and stuff. Like, and that's not really, like, a stretch. Yeah. Um, And I thought that was cool. And also, I like the fact that, like, the story does come out. Like, it doesn't show Lady Comstock as, like, actually being nice or a good person. But it does show that she was still a victim of Comstock. Because, like, I mean, he literally killed her um, when she wouldn't cover for his bullshit. So, like, he, he truly, like, just murdered her. Um, but also, like, you just find out, like, he was just using her, too. He didn't love her any more than he loved Elizabeth. Um, mm-hmm. And they were all just kind of cogs in the machine. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I like, I... I was okay with that part. Um, I did. I liked the reconciliation at the end, where Elizabeth was basically like, you know, 
we don't have to like each other or be family, but like we can both recognize that we were victims and like do what we can to move on. Yeah, that that was a good conclusion because I don't know. They could have just been like, oh, mom, I love you now that you're a ghost. Like, we've solved all our issues. Yeah, well, because I mean, like, they kind of do that a little bit with two, right? Like, with the with the forgiveness route. Um, yeah. Where she's just like, yeah, like, I'm choosing to forgive Sophia. And I liked that Elizabeth was like, yeah, you hated me for not being your daughter, and I hated you for not being my mom. Like, mm-hmm. and we... Like, let, let, let's not beat around the bush. Like, this is how it was. Yeah, like, this is how it was and how it is. But, like, we can both, like, we both see the truth of each other now and can recognize, like, we were both victimized by this man. So we can just, like, come to terms with that and move on. Mm-hmm. Actually, that one part of Bioshock Infinite, very good. Yeah. That one part of Bioshock Infinite said women's rights. <laughs> um, I... I guess a couple more things I wanted to talk about in, with this one. I feel like we covered most of it, but the, I guess the conversations going around in the, in the city. Did you ever like, like talk to the people? I didn't talk or, or to I anybody, guess, but I listened to listen a lot to of people talk. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't like a lot of the dialogue. I, I, and when I'm playing games that like have NPCs that are talking, I will sit down and eavesdrop. I do not care. Like, that's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they they always have some great stuff to say. But in this game, I, I don't know. It's it, it, what, it didn't seem as focused in world building at all. Like, it was, there were they, some good ones, but by and large, it was mostly just, like, more white people being casually super racist. Yeah. And it's like, you don't, you don't need to do that. Like, you can... You can tell us the world is racist without shoving that said racism in our faces every two seconds. Because I remember even on the beach scene, I was like, oh, this beach is beautiful. Look at this set. Like, I love walking around uh, Bioshock settings. And then I just see this com- these people having a conversation and they're just like, oh, did you see that slur? Insert slur here. I can't believe there's more slurs uh, around us now. And I was like, what? It's like. You're at this beautiful beach and this is what you're talking about? Like, you're, why don't we talk about how the water is falling off of this floating city? Is that not crazy to you? <laughs> you like, you would rather be racist than, like, I don't know, talk about this or the drama of how this was made or, like, the politics of what is going on in the world? I, I, it felt weird. And I also didn't like the few black people in the game that you walk by i guess that this guy was like on the floor scrubbing for you and and booker or for you and elizabeth and he calls you like massa or whatever oh yeah did you did you hear the part in front of that uh no so i was gonna bring that up because that was one of the ones where i was like i don't know if this is good or bad because like if you if you hang out before like while he's cleaning but if you don't walk all the way into the room um he's talking about how like he has to do everything because if you give the other like white laborers um even the most simple tasks they'll like fuck it up and then blame it on him mm. oh so then when booker and elizabeth walk in um he doesn't want you to think that he's like mouthing off or whatever 
So then he does the whole like, oh, I'm just just a monkey shine, just a shenanigan. Yeah, when he said, of, I, I guess I didn't hear the part before, but still. It's just, yeah, no, it's it's so... bad. But I was like, I was like, I don't know if this is like too much yeah. or if it's like really pointed at like how people have to code switch. But I don't know if I want to give Ken Levine that much credit. It's yeah, I don't think it is like a, a meditation on code switching, really. Like it, it feels like a poor way of uh, explaining the environment and I guess the the class divide. Yeah. And and I I just like don't like when a game positions black people like that to the player. Like Yeah. I, I, it, there are, it just... there are no like empowered black people in this game at all. No. And there's one audio log from a black person other than Daisy and there's one where he's like talking about like a weird device or whatever I forget what it was but in the next audio log he dies on it like just touching the device and I was like what you finally give them like a, a an audio log and you just and he dies on it like yeah. you hear him die what which again is like jarring coming from Bioshock 2 where again they were like there were two black characters between the game itself and Minerva's Den. And mm. while um, Grace from 2 is problematic still in, like, some of her tropes, she's at least, like, given a chance to breathe at the end, you know, like, if you let her live and stuff. And, like, she does think for herself and make her own choices. And then CM yeah. Porter is the only person in Bioshock who gets a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. Um so it's weird going from those two who to like this. Yeah. I I I yeah. And I know it's different teams, but that's like worse to me. It's worse that like the starting team made this. Yeah. It's upsetting. And like when when yeah, when I go into this game and I see like the stuff I enjoy like the combat and I like the like the visuals of uh Colombia like, like a floating city is fantastic why aren't we more focused on that like if this is like if this is the the craziest like technological uh building in history like what i feel like more of the story should be revolved around that like how most of uh rapture is all, like all it's constantly referencing how it's underwater yeah. and how these people are like separated from society it like columbia doesn't really do that and it doesn't doesn't talk about it doesn't really like I, I the npcs felt so just like random yeah i didn't feel like anything for them because i'm like how did you get here like do you what what's going on here whereas like rapture i'm like oh all the freaks went down there and they're trapped <laughs> in here and like it's just it's chaos like unraveled in a dome yeah. Was Columbia I was just like uh, I don't know. The only thing with Columbia is they like they mention like the Sodom below and that's like kind of the only acknowledgement that the city is literally fucking floating. Um <laughs> yeah. and like I could see too if there was like an element of Comstock covering it up to one like make it seem like it was his miracle and to like be a chauvinist because like a woman is the one who came up with it. But they don't do that either. It's just not really talked about. It's just, like, not a part of it until right up at the end when suddenly it's a huge part of it. Yeah. Like, or really, yeah. Burial at Sea makes it a huge part of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, would, 
would we like to wrap up the infinite convo and then move on to bear let's see yeah so there was one last thing i wanted to talk about with infinite and it was that thing i mentioned earlier about the ending because so my question or my issue i guess is like so booker does the massacre at wounded knee and then feels bad presumably because he did that and that's a horrible thing to do and you should yes. feel horrible about doing something like that. That's a very bad thing to do. Um, so then he gets <laughs> baptized and decides to be more racist. <laughs> That's the story. And then this same man in an alternate timeline does that. And then is hired, and then is like, man, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, let me fix this. Yeah. Like, what? <sighs> it's just weird, because... Yeah, I've read so much criticism about this game recently, and I'm like, I just don't feel like we're playing the same game. I just genuinely, like, there's some dissonance. I'm like, I, I don't know. Because even... The even taking away the like the amount of like knowledge and language that i have now at the age of 25 right like i played this game i think the first time in 2015 so i was like 20 and like mm -hmm. i liked it i enjoyed it but i didn't think it was like it was one of my favorite games at the time but that was also because i hadn't played very many games same here um but like i didn't think that it was like a master class i was just like no i really liked that it was cool and now i'm like there are parts of it i enjoy but like even taking away just like the total ridiculous use of the racist imagery and like over the top bullshit like and bad pacing like it just there's a lot of like narrative stuff where it's just like this is either this doesn't make sense or like you didn't spend enough time on this because yeah. like infinite felt like it went by pretty quick for me i don't know if that was the same for you, but um, let me actually let me let me check how how long it I spent recently on it. But it didn't feel it didn't feel long. I thought it was gonna be like twenty hours or whatever, but I only spent like ten. I think. Yeah, I looked up to how long to beat, and it was like most people spend about eleven if you're not doing all the extra shit. And I was like, I'm absolutely not doing the extra shit. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's the other thing, too. There's, like, the Vox Populi puzzle codes that you can do. And I thought those were going to, like, do more story building for them. And it doesn't. It's just mm -hmm. to get more shit. Uh. Oh, boy. I love I love getting more stuff to fight enemies I don't know why I'm fighting. <laughs> like, yeah, I love to steal the Vox Populi shit so I can kill them better. <laughs> yeah. I... This this game, I don't know. I, I I I don't know if I like it as the ending of Bioshock. I I feel like by like Burial at Sea is a way better like game to go on hiatus with for for this series. Yeah, and cause... it's hard because Burial at Sea. I don't know how you get there without Infinite. I just wish Infinite sucked yeah. less. Yeah. It's a it's a hard journey to go through, but it does make Barrel at Sea way better. And Barrel at Sea, which we'll talk about soon, is uh like one of my favorite 
I think Bioshock games. Um, I think it's like higher on the list. Uh, whereas Infinite seems to be at the bottom right now. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Okay, give me your ranking, Funke, real quick before we, <clears throat> or should we talk about Barry Lizzie first and then do rankings at the end? Uh, yeah. All right. Wait, wait, yes. All right. That would be a nice conclusion. So, Burial at Sea is Bioshock fanfic. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> I, I never thought I would be playing it and enjoying Bioshock fanfic. Here I am. It Truly, like, when they're on their bullshit in that way, it's great. But then when they're trying yes. to make, like, big sweeping political statements, it's just like, no, stop. This is terrible. You don't know what you're doing. Um, but so basically you're in like an alternate there, like it takes place in an alternate timeline where Booker and Elizabeth are both in rapture, but, uh, Booker doesn't know who Elizabeth is, but Elizabeth seems to know who Booker is, but she won't tell him. She's like waiting for him to realize it. And she Mm -hmm. hires him to look into the disappearance of a little girl named Sally, who he insists is dead, but Elizabeth says is missing. And you basically come to find out that uh, Sally was taken as a little sister because Booker took her to a casino and bet her, I guess. Bet? Oh, I don't think he bet her. I think he was betting. And and, and she, she like got taken. Left. Yeah. Okay. I th- I wasn't sure. I couldn't tell if they were like trying to prove that like Booker was do- being shitty again or if it was like. Because I remember them saying, like, oh, I was, like, looking at the table and I wasn't paying attention. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so she gets snatched and turned into a little sister. Um, and eventually you find out that in it's one of, like, the alternate timelines. Um, and in this one, Elizabeth, like, Comstock managed to, like, go through the lighthouse down to Rapture. And he, like, became a PI and, like, assumed a new life because he felt so guilty over everything. And Elizabeth, like, Mm. followed him and in, like, a revenge scheme basically, like, set Sally up to be, like, attached to Booker and then kidnapped. Uh, Jeez, yeah. And, yeah, Elizabeth, the the moral of Barrel C is uh, Elizabeth should have gone to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because she's, uh, she's dealing with some stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and then she dies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But before before she dies, this is the rapture I've been dying to see. Like I've straight mm-hmm. up been like It's rapture on New Year's Eve. Yes. So it's literally like, we... like you're there the night like all this shit is going down. So like canonically there's a night where like Elizabeth is there. Yeah. I guess that's just part of the rapture history yeah and she fucking talks to andrew ryan and he offers her a job yeah that part i was like oh my gosh it was so weird seeing these characters interact uh from such different settings um but no it was very cool like i remember we spoke about this in the bioshock one episode that we wanted to like see more about like what rapture was and like how people were living uh and this is like the closest to to everything that was happening like live i was like whoa uh it, it was weird to see like people slowly turning into splicers uh and also like s- like start to lose their mind but also have a sense of community uh 
And I'm sure you had a lot of fun with Sander Cohen. Yeah, I literally, there's a tweet on my private that I just said, claps like a seal because Sander Cohen is featured in Burial at Sea. Um, I was very ecstatic. Also, you find out that that man is a child trafficker? Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Seems to steal children. I didn't know that. I thought he just made art. Yeah, I thought he just made art and killed people. But then he's like, no, I have this side hustle where I sell kids. (laughs) Yeah. But I was like, what? That is, I guess everyone is just in on Andrew Ryan's schemes. Honestly, that struck me as kind of weird. Like, which I know he's Mm. a weird man, but it struck me weird for him. Like, just because he's, like, such an eccentric artist type, I'm like, would... (sighs) Would he do that? Would he do that? Like, would selling kids be worth his time? Yeah. I think they tried to make it that he's, I guess, already gonzo and would kill anyone. I think there's a quote someone said, he would kill anyone and just say it was high art. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I guess they just use that in, as an excuse to, like, put anything in his character. Yeah, well, and they I think they said something, Booker says something, too, along the lines of, like, I bet he would think that putting a child in prison is art. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Which I, like, that felt kind of cheap to me. I was like, you know, I, like, I am a sucker for taking, like, a trope and, like, making a character adhere pretty strictly to it, but, like, giving them just enough of a personality to make them fun. And doing mm. that flattens him to me. Yeah. Like, just being like, oh, he's just kooky. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, a weird, like, bonkers artist is gonna be, like, such a weird perfectionist about shit. He's not just gonna, like, do whatever and call it art. Mm-hmm. And I, you do sense that in, in Bioshock 1, uh, like, you see, you see more of, like, who he is and what he's doing. And this one, like, he's just painting and screaming at you and electrocuting you. Yeah. Um, but it was cool to see him back and like see his paintings as well. I was like, oh, look at him. Yeah, his paintings <laughs> are kind of good. Yeah. Like the one, bad stuff. there's one that you see, I don't remember where you see it, but it's called like Miasma and it's like a close up of like a rabbit mask, but it looks like hyper realistic. Mm. And it has like all these like paint swirls around it and it's like very scary, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. He's he's good down there. Just wish he wasn't uh, stealing kids. That would and killing people, <laughs> and killing people. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean this uh, barely let's see already felt good because I'm like the infinite engine isn't bad. I I just it it felt like it was finally running when it wasn't like clogged with all that like racism and <laughs> weird plot stuff that they couldn't really. I don't know, unpack. Um, so I was like, oh, this is a whole new world. And they replaced that with like the noir a- aesthetic and like just this whole new Elizabeth, uh, which was a lot more autonomous and like was her own character. Um, and not just like tied to Booker, which I felt a lot in Infinite because she is just your sidekick. She's not, I mean, like, she's not even a sidekick. She's literally just like a tool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in this one, I was like, 
Elizabeth's pretty cool. I, I didn't I didn't care about her in Infinite, but in this one she uh she realized she's not like what was the word she used? Omniscient. Um Yeah, she, she can't she, see the doors anymore. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize I guess that she was seeing everything all the time. Because well, I think they briefly mention it, but like her tower was taking away her ability to like create tears. And so then like once mm-hmm. they took that away as an adult, she's able to like fucking galaxy brain and she can see like all of those doors that she and Booker were walking through and she can see like every outcome. Mm hmm. Ah, okay. And so then when the when she dies there and then the alternate that her decides to go back, then she gives up being able to do that. Oh. Yeah. Well, I guess when she was like in the dark uh and she realized it, like that part really jumped out to me. She's like, I'm not like I was before. Just got a whole lot of book learning and a handful of lockpicks. And I was like, hell yeah, (laughs) go out there, explore Rapture. I like, I really did like the idea of like Elizabeth going from being the like naive, like literally from an ivory tower girl to then in Burial at Sea being like kind of like a walking embodiment of her, of like the cycle of her trauma. Um, but then also, like, being given, you know, that character of, like, oh, like, you gave up your power because you realized how badly you fucked up with this little girl and you wanted to make it right. And, but because of that, like, now you have to be a normal person, (laughs) like. And also, too, like, showing the relationship between her and Booker where she's, like, talking to herself, but she has, like, Booker's voice in her head. Um... Yeah, the idea of Booker. Yeah, and even, like, she even says, like, you were the only person who was ever my friend, which is, like, sad, because it's just sad. Well, it's sad for a multitude of reasons. One, Booker sucks. Two, that's not even Booker. Like, that's a ghost Booker. And it's not even a ghost the way her mom was. (laughs) Yeah. It is is pretty sad. Um, But I... I did like that this game actually let you play as Elizabeth um, for someone who, as you said, was a tool the, the last game. Uh, this one's like, hey, no, you, you can be her. And they switched up the gameplay as well, uh, which I really liked. It was like more stealthy and tactical from the vigors to like enemy placements. Everything just encouraged you to play sneakier and do some silent takedowns. Um, I, I thought that made the game way more suspenseful and that like thriller effect blends so well with Bioshock. Uh, it's, it's what I wanted more in the first one. And this one delivered that uh, way better. Yeah, I it did make me laugh that it was like, oh, Elizabeth's the woman. Therefore, she's the sneaky spy build. Uh, yeah. It kind of reminded me <laughs> of like the Wolfenstein 2 DLC where the one woman is like the sneaky spy who like doesn't do combat Mm -hmm. but and spider-man ps4 mary jane's missions are all but i do think at least with this they were also just being realistic and saying like elizabeth is tiny and she lives in a tower all her life she doesn't know how to kill people like she's killed one person and she did it by sneaking up on them and literally stabbing them in the back (laughs) with scissors yeah not even like i don't even know where she got those (laughs) 
that's true. Uh, yeah. I mean, it 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 was it was cool to see Rapture in a different light. Like instead of just like throwing enemies at you, they were like, "No, we're we've placed these enemies here." <laughs> this is it, it. Felt way more thoughtful. Um, and I don't know, like moving around in places like a department store, trying to sneak past like a big daddy. And seeing all these mannequins and, and uh, splicers, I was like, oh my gosh, like, Rapture's scary as fuck, and I don't want to be here. Yeah, every time uh, we go, like, the more time I spend in Rapture, the more I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. Which I think yeah. is good, which I think is, like, I, it's, I think that works. Mm-hmm. It works very well. Um, because, yeah, if if you're just constantly fighting everyone and shooting 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 like you lose some of that suspense like it's gone like you you're kind of just like a drone like going into each room being okay all these guys are gonna jump at me i I better get ready to fight uh but in this burial at sea you're like oh i I have to kind of plan this out each interaction um and ammo was very scarce as well um i do remember even on playing on lower difficulty i was like oh i don't have that much Eve? Was it still Eve in this, or was it? I think salt? it was salt still. Yeah. Uh, I still had very little salt then, mm-hmm. uh, and ammo. So different way to play. I liked that they that Elizabeth had some different vigors too. Like she had the one where she could turn invisible. Mm-hmm. That shit was cool. Yeah. What was okay? That one also let you see through walls. Yeah. Right? What the heck? Yeah. There was a uh, audio log. Did you hear that one? That weird audio log where they're like, someone was complaining that people were using Peeping Tom to look at them all the time. I missed that one. Okay. Well, someone was complaining, and then the whoever developed it was like, "I don't care." And that was the whole audio log. And I was just like, "Huh, <laughs> that's a creepy one to ha- like plasmid to just have around." <laughs> I, I all the other ones seemed to be like used as. I guess, I don't know, just regular family, everyday stuff, like turn on the barbecue, cooling up a drink or something. This one is like spy on all of your friends. Yeah, because even the like little video tutorial for it shows a guy like spying on a woman changing and then sneaking up behind a different guy and hitting him with a wrench. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, it's a pretty weird one. Um, but it, w- it was cool that it la- allowed you to I guess play more into that like stealth play style. Um, you kind of sneak around more. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was very cool. Um, and I also just liked the. I liked the avoid the big daddy part. I thought that was well done. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot in Burial at Sea that I just like. I I just I vibed with like the way Elizabeth was. It was the first time she really felt like a person to me. Yep. And like Absolutely. And I I liked that they they did flirt with the whole like the continuation of this cycle of like Booker sold her, she sold Sally. Both of them went back to try to make it right, but like Elizabeth actually does. Yes. Um and is able to kind of like break that cycle by finally like she sacrifices herself. She knows in the end like going to rapture i mean she's never gonna come back because she doesn't have her powers anymore but Mm -hmm. she does them anyway and in doing so like she connects the fucking circle because then jack 
takes Sally as one of his little sister daughters, and presumably she has a good life. Um, but I I yeah. liked that. I was like, you know what? Okay. Um, and it was cool to see them. Uh, I guess finish where the whole series started, mm-hmm. like on that airplane. I when when they like when Elizabeth was at the back of that airplane, I was like. Oh no! Is this the one with Jack on it? Is this the one with Jack on it? And then Jack's little like thing uh, flew by, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, Funky, can we also talk about the fact that Jack is canonically wearing the knives out sweater? Was wearing the what? You could have the knives out sweater. <laughs> no way! Wait, yes, I didn't even realize. I was watching that cutscene, and I was like, "That's the fucking knives out sweater." I was like, "That's Chris Evans." He knew. <laughs> oh my gosh, this guy. Well, maybe it was Chris Evans. We don't know. It's the same character. You never see his face. Jack went <laughs> on. He raised all of his little sister daughters, and then he infiltrated a rich family and, <laughs> and committed crimes. Yeah. One part about uh, the big daddy part you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. was that I, in all the Bioshock games, big daddies don't fight you unless provoked right Mm -hmm. because this one like killed you it's still trying to kill you uh i guess it's i think it's because you because it kills you because you're trying to get to sally out of you're trying to get sally out of the um vent and it murders i think it kills you and booker um Mm. and then then the alternate reality elizabeth goes back um but it's still but, mad at her. Yeah, like, I think it's still, still like I think it's like target locked because it it like still thinks of her as a threat. I guess. Yeah, that was a small thing, but I was like, oh, that's nice. Like they're still playing by their own rules that they set in uh like Rapture, like the first Bioshock game. Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing about Burial at Sea, aside from like Elizabeth getting to be a person, is just the fact that like. It does do the canonical, like connecting the dots between Infinite and um, Bioshock One and Two, because you find mm-hmm. out that like through the tears, um, like the scientists in Rapture and the Latouse twins were like able to communicate, and so like that's why plasmids and vigors are basically the same thing. Which I don't understand how that works because plasmids come from Adam, which comes from the Little Sisters, which are have slugs inside of them. And we never hear anything about slugs in Colombia. There's no little no. sisters in Colombia. But no. anyway, um, and then also the big daddies and Songbird are like cousins. I guess. Yeah, and I feel like we, I feel like we knew that just from their design. They're definitely like there but... was a vibe. There was like a mm, yeah. Okay. But we still don't know. I don't know it. I'm glad that it answered things that I wasn't expecting it to answer, and it connected stuff about the world that I wasn't even thinking about, honestly. But it it did flesh out Rapture in a, a way, and Columbia, in a way that was like pretty satisfying. Um, yeah, I feel like I didn't need them to be connected. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I I could have lived with it just being like Elizabeth just opened the door and it happened to be Rapture. That would have been fine. Like mm-hmm. I didn't need all of it, but like. It was good. It wasn't over the top. It didn't feel like too much. Um, and then, although it was funny to be when, like, right at the end, they're like, and now the Latouse particles super matter. 
Because <laughs> the guess what? You want to know how fucking Atlas escaped from prison to go do his revolt on New Year's? Elizabeth levitated his prison. Yeah, and did it for him. Uh, yeah, that was, that was super cool to see. That, and then that he killed her. Time. Yeah. But she, yeah. Why did she go there? To save Sally. I, I, save her, I guess. Because, I don't know, I just feel That like... part gets a little muddy at the end, but, right, because I think, because, like, the, you see the scene where, like, Sally touches Elizabeth's face or whatever, and then Elizabeth dies. And then you get the narration of, like, I can see, like, I saw behind the doors, and I saw him, and then it's Jack, mm-hmm. like, adopting her. Yeah. So I guess it's just like the assumption that that was the same timeline. I oh, good luck on Sally for surviving all that. Like through rapture. I hope Jack has lots of money Jack. for therapy. <laughs> yes. If you survive that, oh my gosh. That's a lot of yeah. children to send to therapy. Mhm. That's multiple little uh, girls. <laughs> yeah. And him. And him. Yeah, I okay. I liked the constants and variables thing when they kept saying it in this in Barry Let's See. I wasn't that. I wasn't that. I guess surprised and uh, into it when it was in Infinite. I feel like the timelines weren't different enough in Infinite. You know what I mean? Like, like because it was always just the like, oh, is it gonna be heads or tails? And they were just keeping track, and it was the same shit happening over and over again. Whereas, like, you could see mm-hmm. the difference between, like, Columbia and Rapture, and even this version of Rapture versus, like, the one that we've seen. Yeah. And the, the constants and variables are interesting, also. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, how is this connected? Um, and, yeah, it's, it's pulling on stuff that I really didn't expect to see answered. I, I didn't really know what this DLC was about. And it was a pleasant surprise to, be, to see everything tied up and, and, and wrapped in a nice little bow uh, to finish it off. Um, also, the big daddies had grappling hooks in this one mm-hmm. now, uh, and there was a boy with a baguette dancing around. Yep, uh, dancing around Paris. a fountain. <laughs> he was fucking that livid. Was... Yeah, but it was it was very cool seeing those old characters uh, and see Atlas. I guess right right before he pretends to be the coolest guy in Rapture, uh, and he was just like being the worst yeah he's just being Um, like a monumental asshole absolutely um i yeah but like seeing him walk up after you're waking up and just being like wait that's that's the guy from the radio yeah seeing him in person i was like whoa yeah it's pretty fun um all right what are What's your ranking of the series? I think mine is probably two, and then Burial at Sea, and then Minerva's Den, and then one, and then Infinite. <laughs> twinning. We're absolutely <laughs> twinning. Yeah. Bioshock 2 was it. I, Bioshock I had 2 so much owned. fun in that one. That, yeah. Bioshock 2 is the That's only like, good Bioshock game. I, I definitely agree. Like, it still has problems, but it is the best one. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. And it's, it's so weird because I've, I've been talking to my friends about Bioshock, I guess, since we've been doing this. And it feels like a lot of them brush too off instantly. Like, that same... I guess like I did before I, I played it, I was just like, oh, I'm assuming it's Bioshock 1 again. <laughs> I don't know. Something about the box art. But it's so... It tells a completely different story. It comes out at a different angle and shows you the world of Rapture in a light that's just like, huh. Um, yeah, they, they aced it with Bioshock 2. If you haven't played a Bioshock game, play 2. Play 2. Play that. Get on that. Read or listen to my friends, Marn and Andrew, on the Argonauts podcast, break down the Bioshock 2 ARG, and then Ooh. play Bioshock 2. And then don't play yes. anything else. <laughs> watch a, watch a cutscene compilation of Burial at Sea. Oh my gosh. After you read a um, plot synopsis of Infinite, but don't play it. Oh, that would be genius. <laughs> that would actually be genius. That's the best way to approach it. That's actually, I'm going to write for fucking Bioshock Week. I'm going to write a, here's how I recommend you consume Bioshock <laughs> in the year of our Lord 2020. Please make a guide. Yes. Um, I was talking to my friend Ren at Ren or Raven on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and she like. Yeah, she knows so much about Bioshock Infinite. I, I was like playing it, uh, and yeah, she has so much knowledge about it, and like, told me so many things about the world that I didn't even notice or I didn't like pick up. Uh, so yeah, shout out to her for like uh, telling me so much about Bioshock and also listening to me complain about it, <laughs> uh, and love it uh, super hard uh, throughout the past weeks. I guess. Shout out um, to Ren. Um. I think that's, like, the one last thing I'll say about Infinite is, like, I actively didn't want to, like, engage with, like, the kinetoscopes and stuff. Like, a lot of the world, I was like, I don't care about this. Like, I don't want to see more of your shitty fucking propaganda. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the propaganda was bonkers. Yeah, it was so so, much. And, like, I get it, because, like, I, I feel like I can't even say it was, like, over the top, because, like looking at, like, the fake graffiti that people say Antifa do, like, it's the same shit. But, yeah, I... I just don't need it. Yeah. I took screenshots of, like, every moment that I was like, (laughs) Actually, wait, I have it on Steam. Um, there's, yeah, a lot of the signs were just like, well, there's the mind your manners against your betters. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. And... What was another one? Uh, here we stand for racial purity. There's um, another one that's like protect your race or something. Yes, like sign up to the to the army to kill minorities. It's like what? What? Yeah, the there's hell the one with like at? the where the, there's like their goofus and gallant analogy where like the gallant kid is like sign up for the oh. junior like army corps to like protect your white nationalism. Yeah, it's like, you don't, they don't even talk about that. Like, Booker and Elizabeth don't mention that once in the game. And I guess that's what made it so off-putting to me. Like, as a person of color, seeing, like, all of this shit get thrown in your face and the main characters don't acknowledge it, uh, the only, I guess, acknowledgement of it is other racist, like, audio logs being played, just, like, spouting that same stuff. Not really adding anything to the world. Um, 
yeah so i i didn't really like that it, the game just it, it left a bad taste in my mouth and i tweeted it that it was a bad game like when i finished it i was like i don't like it overall it was not fun <laughs> uh and someone was like you can't dislike it because it was racist that was what? one of the replies i got i was like what are you talking about I mean, first of all yes and, you can second of all it's also just uh, like poorly I, written like, there are multiple I, things where, like, it's not good. I was, yeah. I was just like, wow, someone said that for real. And it wasn't, like, a bot or anything. It was, like, just a, a regular Twitter user being like, all right, I respect what you're saying, but you can't dislike it because it's racist. And I was like, What does that you know even what? mean? Like, yeah. What, what does that mean? And as a critic, like, I could dislike it for whatever I deem, like, dislikable. Like, that genuinely made the whole experience just suck like i don't know it was like a hill i had to climb over to enjoy anything and it just and it's especially it was just so frustrating because like not that like obviously like using grotesque depictions of racism should ever be like you know like a tool or like for something but they truly just like did nothing with it there was like no commentary on that society like being bad for doing that because it all just is that fucking both sides is some bullshit yeah it's just thrown there like i, I don't know. it's just used yeah. for like shock value and it sucks i yeah i genuinely think like if you are a person who was played bioshock infinite uh like when it came out or shortly after revisit that game if you really enjoyed it i, I think i i don't know i even i as someone who played through it at launch didn't realize like how deep it it went and like how how prominent this stuff is in the game that like it is distracting um and it's hard to like get into the groove of the game uh especially when it's a series that i do like like as much as it's false like i do like bioshock and like i want to see it do some cool stuff and do weird science and make it make it a a, a lot of twist if bioshock would just commit to being like 50 percent more sci-fi but with the same campy energy it would be so much better Mm-hmm. yeah like, Cause that's what you, I feel like people are drawn yeah, to. Yeah, like, stop trying to make sweeping political statements that are so blatant. Like, it could speak for itself if you let it, but yeah. you don't. You want to like prove that you fucking read Atlas Shrugged and like understand that like America was racist. <laughs> yes. Like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Honestly, well, do we? Okay, is is there any info on the next Bioshock game? Uh, I think the only info is that it is said to exist. Wow. Huh. I wonder what that is going to be like. Yeah. Because it's been so it's long. It's been seven years at this point. Yeah. I was I was looking up stuff about this game and someone said PlayStation 3. <laughs> like Bioshock Infinite on the PlayStation 3. Yeah. That feels so wild to me that's so i played it on playstation 4 for this but like that should support dude yeah yeah i was on pc i didn't even realize like i got that on 360 back in the day wow i mean okay what it what do you hope the next bioshock does i mean i don't want it is the thing i just i don't (laughs) want any more bioshock i have tried to fist fight ken levine for the bioshock ip so that i could have it never be made again um so yeah. i guess i don't know mm. 
I'm trying to think of like what would be exciting to me about a Bioshock and I think the only thing I can think of is like I would like to see what Eleanor got up to after two. Mm. Because like it sounded like Eleanor like had a grand plan for what she wanted to do to the world and I would like to see it. (laughs) Yeah. That would be that would be super good. Um yeah, I would I would love space, definitely. Bioshock Watch on it, the I moon. Andrew Ryan's grandchild or whatever. Elon Musk's Fam- Mars colony. <laughs> not no, please not Musk. That's literally Bioshock but, 4. Funky is the Elon uh, Musk Mars colony. Yeah. But okay, if they did that and they did it well, I would be like, okay. I I want to I I'd want to see them take a stance with that, I mean I think I think the version the of them cat. doing that well is like uh 2017 prey, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> prey exists. Yeah, prey is prey exists and while I think it's too hard uh I I I did read the ending and it seems like that's like Soma and Prey oh, yeah. are ending that. is wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, hmm, maybe I don't want a new Bioshock and I will just play through Prey. Also, play Soma, because you, you haven't played Soma, right? We talked about this. No, I have not. Play Soma, especially because it's going to be Halloween. Oh. Oh, yes. Wait, I should I should play that. I have like a reading week uh, next week. So I'm going to try to play through some games that I have been slacking on. Um. So yeah, Soma, is that on PC? I believe so. Uh, it owns. It's so good. Okay. Added to the playlist. Yes. I'll hop on that. Yeah, and let me know what you think, because I do think it's legitimately, like, what if Minerva's Den was better? <laughs> okay. Wait, that's really good, then. Yes. Um, Yo, thank you for having me on these uh, Bioshock podcasts. It's been really fun to, like, dive into a game and a series that I have have had relationships with like played at different times of my life but never really looked critically at um and this has been a great experience yeah thank you for doing this with me i'm i'm very glad to have gotten to talk with someone who kind of you know came in at the same entry point that i did and kind of had like the same relationship with them and now like being older and more educated and being like what the fuck yeah because there is a lot of that in these games and i feel like I, I, I don't know, games uh, writing and games, like, just the industry in, in general, like, feels like it has a short memory and, like, just forgets about these games and what's actually in them. Yeah. So it's nice to, like, dive into, like, a game that's kind of old now. Um, it's old in internet years, like, at least. Yes. <laughs> old, in, old in the internet and, like, game cycles. Uh, but, yeah, and, like, just... Go at it one more time and and see everything that's good and bad about it. Yeah, especially because, like, it is considered to be foundational, I think, for a lot of game designers. So, like, Mm -hmm. revisit it because that shit's questionable, I would say, now. Yeah. 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 (laughs) There's a lot of of questionable stuff. And stuff that's just like, really, Bioshock? Come on. But this, I guess the whole series, yeah, as you said earlier in this episode, like, it nails that aesthetic. It nails the setting. And it's good at doing And there's cool ideas. It's, like, very much on its, like, weird sci-fi bullshit. 
Yeah, it is. Oh man. I yeah. Well, but that's that's it. That's Bioshock. Um, Zunky, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Twitch at FunkeFly, F-U-N-K-E-F-L-Y. Uh, yeah, and I'd be, like, doing articles and podcasts, and I'm working on some video stuff right now. That's gonna Ooh, be fun. that's exciting. Yeah, I'm nervous, but I think it'll be fun. That's gonna be cool. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at T-Y underscore G-N-8-R's. And uh, There's Always a Lot House is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on Twitter and Twitch at Uppercut Crit and on Instagram at Twitter Uppercut underscore Crit. And if you're feeling extra frisky, you can go to patreon.com slash Uppercut Crit and throw however much you deem fit at us. Pledge, pledge, pledge. And uh, yeah, this podcast actually came because we hit a goal on our Patreon. So shout out to that. And uh, we're going to keep doing this kind of stuff as we just keep coming up with ideas. So that'll be cool. And yeah, if you want to have your name read at the end of all of our shows, like these fine people, uh, support us at the $7 or above level. Uh, so our Patreon producers are uh, Jordan Ramey, Dale, Chris Egerton, Jesse Vitelli, Eric Sapp, J.B. Gwaltney, Game Crash, Adept7777, Tyler McCall, Optional Objectives, Michael Diaz Suarez, Kenneth Shepard, Lucas Lyon, Eric Jin, Eli Berg Moss, Adrian A. Rock Williams, Matthew Flowers, Andrew Sherman, Colton Crow, Sean Martin, Jesse Peterson, Numerosman Alamine, Jared Shu, DG Kento, Cam Conant, Quentin Hoffman, Abnormal Mapping, and Mikey Phillips. Thank y'all for all your Let's support. Let's go! And with that, uh, we're gonna get in our bathosphere and get the fuck out of here forever. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that was me like closing it. I took improv in high school. <laughs> Bye, gamers. Bye. <laughs> it's far. It's far. Beyond the storm. Beyond the storm. It's near. It's near. Beyond the moon.